0: Welcome to Find Your Still Point, a podcast for busy people looking to feel calm in the midst of the chaos of life. I'm your host, Jessica King. I'm a therapist, yoga teacher, wife, mother, business owner, and entrepreneur. I know busy, and I know what it feels like to let busy rule your life. I've spent my career learning ways to cultivate presence and contentment. And you know what? I'm still working on it. I want to share the humanness of this practice and encourage you to embrace all the perfectly imperfect parts just as they show up. In this podcast, I will talk about the challenges we all face while trying to find presence, teach practical skills to reduce stress, and I hope I just keep it real with you guys because life is hard, but as they say, we can do hard things. I infuse modern evidence-based psychotherapy with yoga philosophy and a little touch of neuroscience nerdiness into my style of teaching because I believe when we know more, we do better. I'm here to give you glimpses into my own journey in hopes that somewhere in the mess of it all, you find inspiration to get present with the life that you're living and find your own still point. So let's get started. Well, today is the final episode of season one of the find your still point podcast. It has been an interesting journey. I can't remember if I've told you all this before or not, but I never really imagined myself doing a podcast. It was not a desire or goal or anything on the horizon. It was actually a suggestion of a staff member at still point counseling back at the start of 2020. I literally laughed out loud when she suggested it because hosting a podcast was just, you know, a whole other thing. I was busy running a group practice, mom and my brains out and starting a podcast seemed like an unreasonable ask of myself. I mean, as a recovering overfunctioner, I would probably call myself, I had done a lot of work on myself to know my limits. And at that time, that was most certainly a limit. I just, it was, wasn't in the cards. Then, as we all know, 2020 had a lot of curveballs. Uh, when the pandemic hit, my kids started learning from home. My husband worked from home, and my whole business took a, a pivot in many ways. This was overwhelming in its own way, but as the year went on, it also presented me with new opportunities for creativity. You know, while having my kids home 24-7 was difficult, I also had my husband home. And while we had never anticipated to homeschool our kids or to be with them, be isolated in our home every day, we did join together as a team, as we always are, and we made it work together. So in some ways, things that were previously responsibilities kind of vanished instantly, uh, and it left some space for creativity. The space, as well as some of the nudges from other coworkers, kept the idea of a podcast in my mind. And as the pandemic isolation set in even more, I realized I had a need for connection in some ways. Now, I'm most definitely an introvert, but I guess would lean towards a more extroverted introvert. And the truth be told, we all need connection. So a podcast started to seem like a really good fit for an extroverted introvert looking to extend her reach and connect with some people. So as I contemplated what I might focus on, I started to get that gut signal. I know this gut feeling all too well. It's my intuition talking. And when that shows up, I know that there will be some changes that will follow. There will be some follow through afterwards because that's just kind of how I work. I really am an intuitive listener. And once I have that feeling, I kind of in some ways always follow through with it. That's just the way it works for me. I'm just led by that signal so much. I, and I actually recently heard on Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Us, that intuition is not just some woo-woo thing that people talk about, but that it is a real unconscious process of our mind putting together other previous experiences and data, um, compiling that processing in and then sending it out as that signal of intuition to let us know that the next right thing is safe, or maybe alternatively, that some it's something we want to avoid. But that, that, that feeling of intuition is really guided by some factual data, which I found very validating in my own experience and also very fascinating. But led by intuition or not, a podcast was a new thing for me. I'd never done it before. And even if the decision is exactly right and right where you're supposed to be, and it's definitely the next right thing, it can still be scary to do new things. Brene Brown calls them FFTs. And side note, I know I've referenced Brene a lot today or a couple of times, but if you don't know this about me, I love her and all of her work. Um, my husband calls me a Brene Brown wannabe, but you know, I'm okay with that. I'll take that, that name. But anyway, she's great. If you haven't, if you don't know her and you haven't read or listened to any of her stuff, you should. Um, but she calls first time things, FFTs, and they, what that really stands for is effing first times. So if you haven't heard her speak, check it out. Um, one of her very first episodes on Unlocking Us is on FFTs, but very simply the basics of it is that everything that is new is hard and there will be a certain amount of doubt, self-criticism and worry that creeps in for most people. It is our job to name this for what it is, develop some new perspective around the situation and our thoughts, and then work our way through the new thing, the self-compassion. So the thing about first times is that it does get easier. You develop some experience level and you get easier with the task and with yourself as you work through the first time of anything. And I really love the way she describes this, because um, this lesson really reminds me of a lot of my own favorite therapeutic interventions. For one, radical acceptance, this accepting of a circumstance without attachment to the pain or the outcome um, of the circumstance, but in an effort to not judge or get caught up in any of the emotional reaction to the reality of the situation, just a full radical acceptance of the reality of the moment without attachment to it. It's a great concept, a great thing to hold true in any situation. Secondly, self-compassion. When we, when things go wrong or when we're faced with a new challenge that we will, will inevitably face challenges and possible failures, it's really great to practice self-compassion, to be able to mindfully notice the way that we feel and place an emphasis on the humanness of the situation. And then with compassion, offer ourselves grace, you know? So for example, first time thing, there's going to be some challenges. Maybe we slip up with what we say, or maybe the episode doesn't hit right where we want it to be. And maybe that feels uncomfortable and you're worried about what, what might happen next. We could go down a rabbit hole of self-criticism and future thinking, but self-compassion would allow us to put ourselves in, in the perspective that any human would feel worried about this new circumstance and the way it's turning out. And that we're just doing the best we can with where we're at now and that we will continue to grow and learn. And that would be a very self-compassionate thought and way to approach a new podcast. And finally, just this idea of developing perspective is always helpful. Our thoughts are liars. I think I did a whole podcast on that, but a lot of our thoughts are lying to us. And if we let all the self-doubt and criticism take over, we can feel really paralyzed to do the next right thing. So becoming the observer of our thoughts and engaging with them from a different perspective is so beneficial. So for me, this was a challenge, and I know it did not go perfectly. And when I say this was a challenge, this it, the whole podcast season first season. I know it did not go perfectly every time. Nothing ever does. Podcasts were late not on schedule. I slipped up on my words. Uh, Some editing didn't always turn out the way it was supposed to, but the challenges, the resistance, the pressure, the mistakes, the failures, all of that when done with compassion and acceptance and perspective are all the ingredients for success. We need a little bit of that pressure moving in with the acceptance and the perspective, and they kind of like meld together and work together to make this capsule of success. So you put all those together and you find out you can achieve, achieve great things. And I do think this whole podcast business could be moving in a direction of great things. I still haven't mastered it all, but I've dipped my toes in the water and I'm excited for more. But one of the final things that Brene talks about with the FFTs is that you have to put in the R&R, you have to rest, you have to give yourself some time for care. And what I know about my creativity is that I have to have space for it to form. It comes to me in the times when I am slow, when I'm able to get into nature, when I'm able to um, relax with loved ones and have space for nurturing and cultivating my own growth. So I'm going to lay down the first season right here. I'm going to spend some time opening up space and planning the next season out. So some things I already know, I want to get more specific and really more personal on things. I want to bring some specific life experiences that relate to matters of stress And I want to bring relatable information and helpful skills to you. I want to continue to bring in special guests and to discuss matters related to stress, but also matters related to just being human and the ways in which we manage that because stress is a human part of us. And I think I've stressed that this whole time or emphasized it, (laughs) emphasized that stress is normal and it's the way that we adapt and become stronger. And so, some of the guests just talking about human aspects of life and how that influences us. And I know I want to continue to offer simple and short meditations that can be of help. I recently read a passage in Rothgate's Meditations for Intention and Being that stated, Taking my seat for meditation is a deliberate process. Steady in my connection to the earth, meaning my sit bones are even, with a strong center to the core, rooted in spirit, aware and engaged through the back of my torso. I offer my heart, my shoulders integrate, and align my will and my wisdom to the divine. Let's see, draw your ears over your shoulders. The physical effort of coming into alignment is then transferred to the inner body, which brightens as the outer body softens. The balancing of my inner body and my outer body is arrived at effortlessly. The stillness of the seat I've taken vanishes into the stillness of the morning. Hmm. And this is what I want to share and bring that we're not changing the stressors of life or controlling our circumstances, nor are we ignoring them. We're just finding a seat and observing. And as our bodies practice stillness, we start to invite our internal landscape to do the same. It is a practice and one that changes day after day. We never master it. So we have to realize that some days on the mat or on the meditation cushion, we will not feel like we're relaxing. But the practice is teaching your brain to learn to sit in the challenges of life when pressures increase and when the FFTs feel like they could just break you. But instead, your body remembers that it's been here and your mind remembers that it's supported by your body and vice versa. And instead, your body and mind know this territory. They remember it. They remember the pressure and they choose to take a seat and begin the well-known process of aligning the inner body and the outer body. And that's why I think meditation is so important to practice for most people. And why I want to share it with you. And so today, as I conclude the final episode of season one, I do invite you to pause and find a comfortable seat while we practice together aligning the inner body and the outer body. If you found your quiet space, start to orient and ground yourself in this moment, that might be by gazing around you, noticing things in the room, or just softly letting the gaze fall on one thing, or even going internally, if it's comfortable for your body, letting the eyes close. As you go inward, also be aware of the outward body and where it is in space, so feeling the surfaces underneath you rooting and grounding to the earth. You may feel your feet flat on the floor. You might feel your sits bones rooting into the seat underneath you. In either regard, this rooting down allows you to feel the strength of the core as it lifts you up out of your seat. The core aligns the spine, and as the spine lines up, you feel the strength of your back body, allowing your shoulders to draw down and back so that the heart lifts. And then the crown of the head aligning over the shoulders. You start to notice that there is alignment between the head and. Heart and the body in this moment. Maybe it feels comfortable to you to have a gentle awareness of your breath, not in an effort to control or change anything, but just to notice and be aware. And the body may feel restless or it needs movement. And maybe it does. And you give yourself permission to move and shift and find a more comfortable spot. Or maybe it's just restlessness that the slowing down process is hard. And because you can do hard things, you sit. So you stay in your comfortable spot, reminding your body and your mind that if you stay long enough, things will shift. And as you become the observer of all of this, the observer of your body and the space, the observer of your thoughts as they move through your mind, you just wait, maybe for one more breath, maybe for many more, but you wait and allow the outer body and the inner body to align. As Ralph Kate says, this physical effort of coming into alignment of us taking our seat is transferred to the inner body which brightens as the outer body softens so for the next several breaths allowing the inner body to brighten as the outer body softens as you just stay and wait Inviting in stillness, you don't rush in any way, and you remind yourself that you have all the time in the world in this moment inviting your body and your mind to just take its time but noticing the shuttle subtle shifts that happen and when you're ready maybe allowing yourself to come back into your space eyes may blink open You may even start to find some movement, but going slower this time, allowing yourself to move slowly, ready for the next right thing. Well, that's a wrap. If you need more information or support, head over to my website in the show notes and connect with me. I offer virtual options for individual and group work. And I love to collaborate. So hit me up. If you liked this episode, please leave a review or rating so we can grow this mindful community together. I've enjoyed this time with you. And until next time, be well, my friends.